This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey, what's happening? This is TC Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. This week, we talk about some of the upcoming games announced in the latest Nintendo Indie World Showcase. Amazon announces the coming of their own game streaming network. And in our final stage, we look back at the cult classic known as Def Jam Vendetta and Fight for New York and talk about the impact that it made in the world of hip hop, fighting and wrestling games. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. again everybody and welcome back to another video game episode of select start i am your host xavier josiah and for the next hour or so we're going to talk about a lot of news going on in our favorite fandom and uh i gotta say this was an interesting week in terms of what's been going on in the world of course we lost uh in a hip-hop icon uh last week in dmx and that kind of sparked the reason why this week I wanted to dedicate this episode to Def Jam Vendetta and Fight for New York, not Icon, but I'm sure we'll talk about that during that uh, segment. But I wanted to focus on those two because they were very significant, both in the world of video games and hip hop, uh, as it celebrated a lot of different genres and everything. And with DMX now no longer with us, it, it really sparked a lot of gamers who played that game, who got to enjoy that game to say like, we want this game back in some form or fashion. Um, Def Jam has been constantly trolling the idea on Twitter and I've seen this and it's just, it is annoying as hell, but you know, EA's never said anything about it, but it, it's, I don't know what it is, but we'll talk about all of that in that final segment as well. And just reminisce a bit as to why that engine in that game was so great. Of course, Aki had a lot to do with that. Um, but we'll talk about all that as, as the time goes by, but we got a lot other news to talk about as well during this episode. And uh, look, can I say real quick, how awesome I love this new microphone. This is, I, I invested in the new Yeti X when I got my new build and I was like, let me, why not just go completely new not just the not just my computer just go completely new with everything new audio and everything and this yeti x mic is awesome if you heard it recently in the last few episodes and then also in the repop you could actually see it uh in the repop panels that i have uh when i was with the cast of pokemon and my hero academia and in uh naruto and you could hear it. it this is awesome you don't understand how awesome this is like I, I no disrespect to my old yeti which i still have but this one is just five times better going on in my background right now they're doing construction <laughs> in the background outside of my office here like it's really loud you can't hear it that's how awesome this is hey, so it, all of you guys who are looking to want to do podcasting or whatever like that 
I've worked with the company Blue for quite some time and invested in their products. The Blue Yeti has been awesome, but this one takes it a step further and it allows you to amplify your voice in such a way that makes it sound as professional, clear and concise as possible. So I just wanted to, you know, give a little shout out to Blue real quick. I'm not endorsing. I'm, I don't want to. It's, it's sad. This is like a free endorsement for them, but I love this mic. I love this mic even more than it than the other one. It just, it just this is so next level. So just wanted to point that out. But I digress. So let's talk about video games, people. Nintendo, thank you. You always come when I need you, yeah, especially when I need some news to talk about. Nintendo came out with their latest indie world uh, showcase, and we got some really great stuff coming out of this uh I, first of all nintendo really if you compare i don't own an xbox so i don't know with what xbox live presentations have done in years i have not looked into it xbox live has done in years i watched the state of play and the last state of play that they've ever had was possibly the best they've ever had because the other ones prior to never lift up they, they, they lacked so much. It's, I had this conversation with somebody in our ACMG Facebook group because when it comes to presentations, like during, especially during E3, Sony is the marquee, is the marquee company that we all wait for because they provide so many great things. But even before COVID, they decided to go on their own. They decided to do some other things for a couple years. And then all of a sudden they came back to E3 the year prior on 2019, I believe, uh, before COVID happened. And man, does that make a difference when they come in? They go all out when they do E3 presentations. But when they do state of play, they are so lackluster. They lacked every bit of the the anticipation and the excitement and the climatic, you know, announcements and the epic announcements and everything. But Nintendo, whether it's the Treehouse uh, showcase that they do at E3, or it's the normal uh, Nintendo Direct pre uh, showcase presentations that they do, they always come with excitement, with information, with actual release dates, some of them, which is always available day of. Nobody does this, but Nintendo. Nintendo does it so great, and they have us, I, I kind of play off with it. If, if ever I you know, want to do, the times that I do video presentations, I kind of take a bit from what they do. Like when I used to see uh, Iwata-san, you know, rest in peace, used to snap or Miyamoto snap the fingers getting ready to premiere something really awesome. I did. I actually did that recently with the video that I made for announcing that I was going to be, uh, a, a you know, moderating for Repop. So it, it, it's it's I love how they do their presentation. It's so awesome. It's so anticipating. And when they reveal it, it's, it gets people excited. So Nintendo Indie World also does that to an extent, but it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting because we you know, you never know what to expect with Indie World. And what I love about the indie game developers is that there's always something that is more artistic than it is, you know, a groundbreaking big deal. Like like they had some big announcements in this one, but indie gaming and indie developing is to me it's pure it's 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 a it's a way of expressing itself it's more artistic it has it has a more i think indie game developing and indie games have an artistic integrity to it than a lot of triple a games are more um 
because here you have and if you listen to this show if you listen to the show and, and had heard the guests that we had um from Greg casavan to um the people way forward or or even uh gentle brothers you know desmond wong from dental brothers who made cat quest and all this stuff you you hear these guys and and it um and you talk and they talk about the fact that they were former employees of other places and they wanted to create their own stuff they wanted to make their own expression you know that's what exactly what you do in art when you have a canvas or you have illustration board and you have acrylic and you have medium you want to just create your own vision and create your own canvas and whatever like that and see what comes up and sometimes what comes out is some of the most beautiful things it's not directed by corporate corporations is not directed by you know uh stock trading or you know uh, you know um or uh you know it's not under the stock market or whatever like that and it's awesome that means there's a level of freedom to it and and sometimes what comes out is some really great games like the ones i'm about to talk about right now so there were about 20 games that was announced um and some really exciting games that i felt uh, like i was really interested and wanted to check out uh i do i am going off the list that ign put out right now and it's not in the same order that it was in the actual uh presentation because the the one the first one that they mentioned here is uh oxen free 2 which was a game that they announced at the end as a surprise and for me i never played the first game so i wasn't as excited to me it didn't feel as exciting but it looks awesome uh so i i mean maybe there were some people that were excited about this i wasn't in particular but it the game looks pretty innovative and awesome so uh, if you're a fan of that i you know you you got a reason to be excited about um road 96 this was interesting this was uh obviously when you look at the trailer there's a tell uh, a, a telltale vibe to this you know in a sense of there's a there's a huge uh narrative it's very narrative focused and narrative heavy as opposed to this gameplay so you're just going through this story as you're going traveling um across country or whatever like that and you're going through all these different scenarios that you create there's like thousands of different ways that you could create the narrative as to how your journey goes this is where it was interesting and the uh the company known as uh digi or dick uh DigiX Art or Dixie uh, DigiX Art, if I'm pronouncing that right, um, created this game where you're just anything can happen. Anything can happen. You're going through all these different directions. You can have a great road at, full of memories, or you could have a really, really insane adventure. <laughs> it, it, it leaves you to have this great experience. It can it could go in any direction it looks awesome i was very intrigued by this game uh they didn't give exact uh, an exact date for it it just said it will be coming later this year but it looks very promising if you love games like the walking dead um any of the games that telltale did any of them this i think is going to go that route but it's going to go even further because unlike the original walking dead game when no matter what you did lee was going to die spoiler alert <laughs> broke my heart with that one um I, it was so that was so heartbreaking i had to play it again to, in hopes that i could save lee and i know a lot of you did the same thing and the fact that they didn't give that to us it was just it was inevitable oh that was so great it was so great but it was so sad at the same time but 
this right here road 96 looks like it's going to allow you to do what you want here so it'll be interesting this is this reeks of replay value for days so i'm looking forward to that um this other really really cool game uh ollie ollie world which is kind of a side scrolling it's a 3d side it's it's very 3d side scrolling but it's a 2d it's 2.5d it looks like um like a 3d stages with like sort of a 2d type of you know character and sprite whatever um or model if you will but it's like a next gen it's a it's really a really cool skateboarding 2d scroller and it allows you to you know be able to travel on this and journey through these different stages and there is a story to it as well but in hindsight of this it uh lets you you know it allows you to be able to create your own difficulty level you could go through you know the whole entire thing and as easy just enjoying the ride or you can even test yourself you know there's different stages that's just where the 3d background comes in and it, i love the art style the art style kind of mimics that of anything that you've seen from like cartoon network or even adult swim pretty much really cool uh, character models here that you know mimics that type of animated feature in here it looks really cool you know if you're a skating fan i think you'll enjoy this so i just something i may want to i may be of interest in and um it's when is this coming out in the winter time here so uh, there were other games that were coming out too. Uh, what is this? Hindsight, uh, hindsight was revealed too, and um, this is a game that's developed by uh, developer Joel McDonald, and it is about an older woman reminiscing about her family. And this is one of these. This is one of the more, the more artistic style, you know, game developments. Uh, very simplistic in a sense. Uh, all of the colors are muted in a, in a way, but it's 3D rendered and um, just looks beautiful. It, it, it's, it looks, the visuals to me looks like that of um, an oil painting or acrylic painting on canvas and, and just going in motion. So it, I love it. It's, it's very simplistic, not entirely too much detail. You know, it looks cool. It's coming out later this year with that. We have another game called Last Stop, which, um, is published what is this uh it's another uh anapuma uh published game uh hindsight was the first published game um that will be from this company as well developers uh variable state and it is a third person adventure that's set in modern day london uh where three strangers will meet during a supernatural crisis uh and it is coming out in july it wasn't you know it, was, it seemed okay i wasn't really you know involved with that when i'm really intrigued by that one as much but who's to know it might be a game for that people may dig the longing the longing is a german developer uh company name of studio sufs i believe if i'm pronouncing that I might be butchering that but this game looks so depressing <laughs> it's so dark and depressing for what i understand the game is played in real time like 365 days of real time but you won't have to play every day to see the ending uh as you know the shade there's a very there's a lot of puzzles in here and activities that will uh, occupy you every single time the basic thing is this this character is you know there's there's been you know a lot of chaos going on in his world and he's waiting He's been waiting for like about 400 days to awake the king 
from his long sleep and he's trying to search for him and it leads him to all these underground tunnels and everything and if you see the character if you've seen this he's it's it looks very very jaded and sad the character is just in all black like he's shadowed or whatever like that and looks like he didn't eat for days and he's just been on a search and all the stuff and he's trying to survive just to you know long enough to see the king arise again and and bring everything back into you know it bring back into uh you know a peaceful civilization or whatever or, you know it is it's just it really like i want to play it but it's also i'm thinking like man this is just going to be dark like not in a literal just in a literal sense but just in a narrative sense as well but the longing is coming um and it is out it is already out so you can definitely check it out now I, yeah we'll see <laughs> i can tell you this there is one game that really lit me up a game that i, I was lit up so much i am intrigued and i want to learn more about not only the game but the person behind it aerial knights never yield created by aerial knight himself aka neil jones uh why this is significant is because this is a black game developer you don't see much of them out there there's a there's a few out there and but not all of them are featured on nintendo's showcases and when i saw this game you know this game has been talked about uh igm mentioned this uh in august of 2020 but now nintendo's you know also bringing it up too and i love it it's just nintendo's way of saying we want to represent everybody because they uh, that's the one thing i love about the indie world too you get to they get all sorts of representations you know female developers developers of color uh raji if you guys remember they you know really put, put a big focus on that game last year uh was it last year i believe and that game is awesome raji is absolutely an awesome game i don't even know why i haven't even reviewed that game yet um but I'll probably, I will eventually, uh, especially if they come out with a sequel too. I, I, I think they that game warrants a sequel. Raji is a beautiful, beautiful, well-developed um, and designed game. Uh, if you haven't played it, it's actually on sale now on the Nintendo eShop. So go out of your way to check it out. But also the demo to this game is out now too, which is called Never Yield. And Never Yield is a runner game. And I know you've played many of runner games before, but not like this. This game that Neil Jones himself made by himself is absolutely awesome. This like when I look at this game, I think hip hop. When I look at this game, I think like Trop Call Quest and it's, it's some really weird way. I, I, I don't know why, but it is. But basically, it's a runner game set and stylized in a Tokyo inspired Detroit. Uh, you got this character named Wally who is trying to run away from this evil corporation who's trying to chase him down. Uh, they don't say too much about the story, but the story develops as you go along. There's also some mini games in between. Um, there's a demo out right now. The game is coming out on May 19th. And by God, hopefully, hopefully, I won't even say I won't. I'll just leave it at that. Hopefully I could get let's just say I could get deeper into the uh, this game and its development. Let's just put it like that. But I'm eagerly excited i got a chance to check out the demo i really had a hard time putting this game the demo down and the idea that this game has a not only a really cool concept like if you play it, i would say this it, it takes from elements from other uh other runners that i've played before it does provide a slight bit nuance in a sense that there's a rhythm based element to it it also 
um, it has a really dope soundtrack to this. Like, and the soundtrack helps, absolutely helps prolong the fluidity of the game and your 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 immersed uh, investment into the game. I should say, I was so loving this. And not only that, once the game, once you play the full game and it's unlocked, you'll be able to unlock different costumes and all types of different content with it too. So it this is not your normal runner game where it's just like a quick pick up and play. There's an investment that's involved in here. And the fact, like I said, a young black developer put all this together himself. That is all inspiring to me. And if you are an, an aspiring black developer out there, and I know you guys are out there. I know some of you out there. You know, this guy is somebody to check out if you don't know him already. Because, again, we need more out there. You know, we don't need another situation where there's like a Channel F situation out there and then you know you become undiscovered we're in a new territory here where we can be more representative in this industry i want to see more neil jones is in here i want to see more of these guys out here be able to do it and show that we do we can have more of a stamp in this industry just like everybody else so i'm looking forward to never yield it, it looks like an awesome game so we'll see is um like i said the demo's out right now on a nintendo eShop. look out for it coming may 19th I am so eager for this. You know what else I'm eager for too? This next game I'm gonna talk about, Aztec Forgotten Gods. This trailer looked absolutely phenomenal. And what I loved about this game, it's a 3D game from uh, Mexican developer, uh, Lienzo, inspired by Aztec mythology. And it stars a female protagonist. She looks badass. She has this like this, arm the sacred arm that allows her to give her abilities and powers and such and she's going to be fighting all these big monsters or whatever and whatnot these aztec um gods and whatnot so i am looking forward to this it's coming out and and release for this fall tell me go out of your way to see this it looks beautiful these guys put a lot of work into this again representation is being shown here from the mexican community you know that it just goes to show, man. <laughs> the developing or any industry shouldn't factor in the race situation. It should only factor in how good you can put in to this. And we've seen it. We've seen India represent. We've seen, you know, the black community represent. We're now seeing Mexico represent here. And we're all doing some great stuff out here. That's and, and again, thank you, Nintendo, because as far as I'm concerned, Nintendo is the only company out of the, the big three that is really showing this type of representation, not just from a cultural standpoint, but just from the indie standpoint, from a subculture of the indie gaming standpoint, because Nintendo doesn't do it. Nintendo plays. They, they sell these games, but they don't celebrate these games. I don't again. I can't speak for Xbox because I don't rock with Xbox like that anymore. But I love what Nintendo does in terms of like really putting a focus on the indie game developers. And not only that, the, you know, the the actual cultural representation of it as well. Whether it's gender or race, they show it and they celebrate it. And I, I absolutely appreciate uh, what they do with that. Um, there is also another game, which I believe it is out now. It is called, uh, what is it called? It is, there is no game, <laughs> which is a playoff of the fact that it is a lot of game in here. It is in fact, there's a lot of mini games based on here. So 
it's a point and click comedy adventure from uh draw me a pixel solve uh it, it basically allows you um the name of the company is called draw me a pixel by the way um it allows you to solve a lot of riddles and puzzles and you know it just a lot of mini games that kind of plays on a lot of game genres as well it's out right now you can go out of your way to check it out i like the visuals of this it you know has some super nes style nostalgia to it and it looks awesome <laughs> it is very much uh, a really cool game that i may want to check out later uh later on i might actually download this but the one game that we we all knew about that was coming and i was actually surprised that this was actually considered a indie game <laughs> because it because of the license of this it, it's I, I wouldn't call this an indie game even not only because of who it's based on but the companies involved in it but they promoted teenage mutant ninja turtle shredders shredders revenge on a switch on this thing we got a little bit of more we got a little bit more detail as to what this game is going to involve and you know more game footage of it and we see bebop and rocksteady we see bebop in a suit so that's going to be interesting uh th the whole thing is just awesome i am looking forward to this game this was probably the highlight for me because i'm a turtles fan i am uh i love the old video games i love the fact that this game is playing off of those old video games but it looks better than those games it looks a lot more smoother the the character models and sprites looks much better than it did before and that's saying a lot because the sprites back then were awesome but you can see that they have a out you know they put a dark outline to those characters now so you can see them in better detail in here um and it's kind of a little bit super deformed in here but not so much that it looks like you know they had the big head small body type of thing but they just kind of looked more conformed in this point but it looks absolutely great unfortunately they did not give us a release date for it they just said it was coming out later this year but it was just more of another tease here um in fact now nah, i'm not even gonna play it. but <laughs> it is a throwback to the retro uh turtles games from back in the arcades tribute games is a part of this of course uh dotemu who is the company responsible for streets of rage uh four which by the way we know the news we talked about that last week they're coming out with a new expansion for that uh so i'm looking forward to this we just need a next not only um we needed a release date for this i'm dying to play this game it's so awesome i want to know and because now that streets of rage 4 is coming out with an expansion and this is being made or published by the same people who did that i'm really hoping that Jenica makes it onto this game because come on we got there's a female turtle now and she is completely badass a great character and I want to see it now <laughs> so hopefully they'll add that on as well Chris Tales which is something that um has already been on the eShop for quite some time um but they finally you know advertised it on here if you're a JRPG fan it, it uh pays homage to that so with a really cool samurai jack art style to this as well it's coming out july 20th so you guys want to check that out you can pre-order it now i believe on the eShop. it's been on the eShop for quite some time so nothing really new on that front uh skull is a 2d side scroller it looks really cool like kind of a roguelite uh game 
from South Korea developer Southpaw Games. You can play uh, as the character uh, Skull, who uh, can change into 90 playable classes by switching his head. It's pretty interesting. It's coming to the Nintendo uh, Switch this summer. You can check that out. Uh, art style is awesome. Beautiful uh, Super NES, you know, uh, throwback right there. So I'm looking forward to that. Another really awesome looking uh, side scroller game is uh, Getsu Foma Den uh, Undying Moon. It's a hack and slash 2D side scroller game uh, from Konami. That's why it's so awesome. Now, here we go. Konami's finally working on something interesting. So it's from Konami. So do expect a little bit of Castlevania S type of features in here. Um, it looks very promising. Let's hope Konami gets back on track because they've been kind of falling off since they let go. Um, you know, certain people who created really great games for them. They, they dropped the ball with that Contra game. That Contra game is atrocious. That was a travesty. And it is such disrespect to a game that that is considered iconic. How dare they do that? They need to get back on the ball with that one. But um, this one looks promising. I like where this is going. Uh, it's a dark fantasy set in Japan, and uh, it'll be released in 2022. So hopefully this will be the beginning of something new for Konami because they desperately need it right now. Um, the really cool 2d slash 3d side scrolling game fez is coming out which is uh late it's out now actually and this game has been uh, looked at for quite some time <laughs> i didn't realize that it was 2d with a um is it's kind of a 2d 3d slash um side scroller game kind of what does it remind me of like uh odd world soul storm kind of in a sense uh or or toad uh captain toad in a sense where it's like well, no, it's not Captain Toad is total 3D in a sense, but this kind of looks like 2D, but then it could, the, the angles, the camera angles turn, it's really wild, but I love what they did with that. It's actually out now, so you can go check it out. Um, what is it? It, I, there were other games that they started mentioning after a while um, that was just rolling through Beasts of Mar Marvilla Island, uh, which is set to come out in June, Art of Raleigh, which is coming out this summer, Kiwi, uh, which is coming out in August, Ender Lilis or Lilies, uh, Quietus of the Nights, which is set to June 21st, Weaving Tides, which is coming out in May, Leviathan City, which is coming out later this spring. But the biggest one that they just happened to breeze white by, which was a big deal to those who've owned a Sega Dreamcast and played it as an arcade, House of the Dead Remake. A remake of the classic shooter game like i don't think you guys understand you you kids you new kids today i don't think you guys understand in the sense of before before first person shooters there were actual shooter games where you go to the arcade and you pick up a a control a game controlling gun and you're aiming clearly at the screen and look or even or even like i'll even go back um nintendo entertainment system duck hunt you know, that was one of those classic things. And or if you had the Dreamcast, you had the gun for that. That was a thing back then where it's like that to me was better than first person shooter, because for me, it's it actually is me holding the gun, shooting at the screen. I I don't maybe that's why I can't get down with the first person shooter, because it's like it, it, it 
I don't know. I don't know. It just first person shooters play upon itself. I can't mess with that. But I love House of the Dead. House of the Dead was such an awesome game. I don't know how you're going to be able to play it in the sense, you know, without a game, you know, a gun controller or whatever. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're making a separate gun for this. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> but they're coming out with the remake and it's coming out later this year. So that was all of the games mentioned in this one. So, I mean, they're. This one did not disappoint. It, I, it really didn't disappoint. I love what they did with this. And uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of games that they had this year. So, you know, we'll see. We'll uh, we'll see what's coming out for. So, you know what I'm not really looking forward to? I'm going to keep it real because I didn't like the Google Stadia. I didn't like the concept of the Google Stadia. Uh, I'm not really investing in the PlayStation now. I don't. I Streaming gaming networks are not my thing particular reason the main reason is because you don't own the game i am really keen on the ownership of your games i don't like the fact that i'm playing a game that if the server goes down then your ability to play offline is una you're unable to do it their promise is that you're able to play games that you don't have to download they're they're vilifying downloading games i don't see the problem with this there's why is there a problem with downloading games onto a hard drive or onto a memory, your memory onto a hard drive? Why is that considered vilified? Once the game is completely downloaded, it's fine. What we haven't been able to do is perfect strong bandwidth. Is to make bandwidth so strong that even with if you got 200 MB, uh, MPH speed, like your speed is 200, uh, you know, meters per second or whatever. That it's it's going to still be capable of you of lag time or whatever like that is like because everybody has different bandwidth speeds so that kind of defeats the purpose of it all because if say if you got i got xfinity i got over 200 you know in terms of um you know speed somebody may not have that and you're playing them and they're lagging you're still it's it's flawed so the idea of doing streaming even if it's for a single player to me it, it just it bothers me so now amazon has stepped put their um put their name into the hat in the world of of streaming and i'm not excited about that i got an email yesterday announcing that they're doing this um and it is inviting all subscribers all i guess all you know prime subscribers to check out their new gaming network which will allow you to play games under their cloud server if anybody can afford to produce a good, you know, network, it'll be the company that Jeff Bezos built, the multi-billion dollar company that he built. So in that sense, I have high hopes for this working a little bit better than what the Stadia has done. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not willing to pay a whole entire situation and if it's in the same fashion that if they're doing it exactly the same fashion that the stadia did because the, the stadia's whole gimmick was so bad the fact that you're paying money and they're calling it the they're claiming that it's a counselless game yet you need the actual chrome you need you need the chromecast in order to play it no people the chromecast is your game console that's plain and simple 
that is your game console regardless of whatever is in like the chromecast is no different than having the nintendo classic or a or the raspberry devices that you have it's the same thing you're going to need that in order to play the game so yeah that that's a whole misconception right there this amazon luna it, it looks like it's going to be providing the same thing i don't know to what extent I don't know if you're going to be able to play all games or is it going to be that situation where like you do with the stadia where you're paying a monthly fee just to play with the stadia but then you're playing you're paying another extra fee to play you know games from ubisoft or you're playing games from sega or whatever like that or ea has their own you know streaming network within the streaming network that you got to pay an extra fee for you know how much money that brings to that is the dumbest it I, I, I want to say no offense because all offense to anybody who is investing in that. And I know people are investing in that. It is, it's, it's a waste. They haven't, I, I know they have been making that much money. I don't know how much Gamefly is making either, but I know Gamefly, it doesn't have that type of format in there. I, at least I hope they don't to that extent, but um, things that could have changed in that, but I just didn't like the idea of the Stadia. I am really skeptical about this Luna. I'm hoping my hope, for this is that if Amazon's coming out with this Luna thing, I'm hoping that it is a part of the Prime account that you get some type of a free subscription to this. If you're a Prime, because we're already paying an arm and a leg. Like Amazon also has cosmic uh, cosmicology too for comic book readers, and you got to pay a little bit of an extra fee for that as well. If you especially if you want to do the monthly thing, so. I, I got a feeling this is going to be something extra. I'm not in the mood for this. If you guys want to check it out, let me know. I, I am going to check out and see in the base of this. I, I'll look more further into this, but it, once it says it, it needs a, a, a subscription fee for it, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not even messing with this. They also own Twitch too, so that that's a whole other thing. So I mean, what I here's the thing though. But if they since they do own Twitch. I think it, if they can make it easier for for gamers to be able to stream and play and do that, I think that's where their that's where their their edge that's when the uh, the advantage is going to be for them. If they can make the Luna coincide with the Twitch, whereas like it'll make it easier for everybody to you know stream the, using their account and play the games on there. I think that's when it's going to be better. Now that for that reason alone. I think that's what it's going to play. So there may be a plus to this in that sense. Like if I just wanted to like review a game, but I want to do now, I want to start reviewing things on Twitch and start, you know, doing things where I can stream it on Twitch easier because of Luna. Maybe that will be a little bit better. But still, there's a it, it, I, I, it would be cool if it would be a part of the, the prime deal, you know, in some cases. So we will see we will see for that so um that is all the news i have right now on this segment we're gonna take a break come back that was kind of depressing the way to end it <laughs> we're gonna take a break come back and what we do we're gonna we're gonna hype it up a little bit more by talking about one of the best cult classic games you could possibly have in terms of fighting and wrestling games we're gonna look back at def jam vendetta and fight for new york and talk about why ea these in Def Jam needs to work on bringing this back 
especially now more than ever. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dak Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live. EA Sports. Yo, get it twisted. X go give it to you. What? Wait for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock, knock. Open up the door to spill. With the non-stop pop out of stainless steel. Go hard getting busy with it. But I got such a good heart. That- Folks, we are back with our final stage segment of the show. And we're going to look back at two games that set fire in the world of hip hop and video games, in particular wrestling and fighting games. That is Def Jam Vendetta and Def Jam Fight for New York. Dare I say iconic, dare I say legendary, if you will. Uh, If you're a fighting game fan, if you're a wrestling fan especially, you absolutely love these two games. Uh, Back in 2003, let me go back to 2002 actually, uh, go back further than that because that was a time, those two years was a time era where game developers and game companies were being a little bit more innovative and risky. You had Square Enix who came out with Kingdom Hearts, which was a game that nobody ever saw coming that had two different worlds coming together, the Disney world versus the Square Enix world. And then in some cases, the anime world as well. So you had these two coming together. It was very risky, but it was met with a lot of success. EA goes with it, that concept and takes the risk by bringing in the world of hip hop into the world of pro wrestling and street fighting they come up with def jam vendetta this was a game that just like blew people's mind the idea that you could play some of the most current at the time and legendary hip-hop artists all fighting each other in a wrestling ring with a really crazy story and narrative in here was just beyond insane but guess what it worked and you know why it worked It was because it was developed by none other than Aki, the Aki Corporation himself, the people behind WWF, WrestleMania, NWO uh, versus WCW, and of course, No Mercy, among other great Aki titles that came out. And of course, um, if I'm correct, the person responsible for it is none other than, um, what is his name? Geta if I'm correct, because uh, this is a gentleman who's currently uh, Hideyuki Hide Iwashita, which is also, he goes by the name of Geta, um, who is now in charge of helping Yukes put together the upcoming AEW wrestling game, which as everybody excited about that. I mean, you got the best of both worlds there coming together. So when this game came out, and this was done by Aki. The minute that people found out that Aki was a part of this, they knew that this game was going to be solid because they're using the elements of that. And it did not disappoint at all. 
it had it 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 was just a match made in heaven when you had this game um not only just because of the people all the hip-hop artists involved but you had also great great soundtracks from all of these artists that were in there um you had a great engine to work with and then the story was really cool too i mean you play as like four different characters at this time it, it the only thing that people were like kind of disappointed in in fact was the fact that you couldn't create your own character which was something that was customary and and kind of in the norm with other wrestling games but it didn't take away from it. you had you were able to play up to four different characters uh one was the fictitious characters i should say one was named briggs who was a dishonorably uh discharged soldier uh you had the guy named proof who was an ex uh super bike racer you had a dude named tank who was like a massive japanese fighter and then you had dj uh spider who also you know was in this game as well and you know they all played under the same storyline and narrative and everything so nothing changed if you played a different character but it was just a matter of each one had their own fighting style so you played against them and you get into this underground fight you know um fight uh wrestling company that was all over new york you know owned by a dude named d-mob there was also a love interest in here as well uh who was just happened to be christina um million who by the way it was the very first time i've ever known who this um this actress was and then i noticed that she played on a lot of other movies with uh nick cannon and a whole bunch of other people after that and she's really kind of still relevant to this day <laughs> i don't know what she's doing now but you know she comes up on tmz a lot <laughs> which is um which is awesome but i mean it it, it, it this probably wouldn't have worked had they not had the talent that they had and i mean the legendary talent you also had d mob who is like considered one of the best bad guy you know final boss characters you could have still to this day d mob played by christopher judge who you know is the new the latest kratos and the new version of god of war I, we can't really say reboot it has taken place after that he's a much he's playing a much older person after tj um tc carson you know played him but christopher judge played d mob so i mean respect on that d mob was one of the baddest bad guys out there at the time and one of the baddest like dude you play him at the end he if you don't get up on him he will crush you <laughs> it's like period you know he was the m bison of this game by far so what made this game so much if they didn't have the the talent that they were able to acquire for this this game probably wouldn't have worked as well but you got all these def jam folks backing you up it, it man it worked beautifully and then some of them involved some of them in this game involved consisted of some of the legend like some of the greatest of all time some legendary and then at the time some current some folks we haven't seen anymore some people that were considered sadly one hit wonders and i mean i'll say that with the unfortunate and i'm talking about my dude uh freeway who is a philly dude who like when he first came out with his with his album boy that thing was fire and then all of a sudden something happened and we never saw it. he barely got to see him do a second album again it was just what the hell happened jay-z <laughs> i think he answered that but i don't know man it was just crazy um but he doesn't freeway doesn't come into the, like fight for new york but right here the first you know group to be on here was capone we had uh 
who else do we have here? Uh, Capone was in here. We had DMX, rest of, rest of the piece. This is the reason why I've actually wanted to talk about this because, you know, DMX was a major focus in this game. And in terms of um, who, were, who they were promoting in here, DMX was not only a main focus to this game or a main or one of the biggest seller selling points of this game. He came out, I think Cradle to the Grave came out or whatever movie came out for. And um, X, gonna, X is going to give it to you just premiered. And they used that song specifically for this game to be the selling point of this game. The, the song was so hot that they used it for this game. And it was the game. It was the song that really drew people into this game. It's like, okay, we got a new DMX song on here. We got DMX in the game. He's doing these crazy moves. And there's a commercial that you just heard on this show real quick. That that clip that you heard of him talking about what he was going to do, what he wanted to see his character do. And then later on, they showed a the character doing it. It was so awesome. So awesome here. And... Then you had also Funkmaster Flex, who was a character, but he was also the commentator of this as well. Funkmaster Flex, you can't have a better hype man than that dude. He's legend. He's a legendary DJ. He was awesome. Deserved to be in here. Ghostface Killer definitely was in here. You had Joe Button. Joe Button's another one. Joe Button, he kind of, I mean, when this was out, Joe Button was also like Freeway, where he was like, he was getting some momentum with the songs that he was coming out with. You know, the jump off, he, the song, the jump off created the term jump off. And then again, we haven't seen him since, but unlike freeway, Joe button transitioned himself into being like a, a analyst and, 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 and a talk show, you know, host of sorts. And, you know, he was able to evolve and transition to something else still, you know, making a name to his brand. So, you know, I love what he did with his career on that note. Um, from there, Keith Murray, what? <laughs> the most beautifulest thing in this world <laughs> it's just like him keith murray was that dude in the 90s boy and you know he was one of eric sermon's dude. eric sermon's uh, cousin or nephew i believe he's definitely in relation to eric sermon um of course from the hit squad from back then if you're a hip-hop you know you know fan of old and new like you this name is not unfamiliar to anybody outside of the hip-hop world Ludacris was in here throwing them bows. Like this was around the time like Ludacris was career was just popping off really good. And he had he had the, the song Throw Them Bows. So they kind of had a moveset called Throw Them Bows on here. Of course, you can't have, you cannot have a game in here and, and be it based on hip hop without having the Method Man in here. Method was in here. It was awesome. Uh, of course, Ghostface in here. So you got that Wu-Tang representation in here. Method Man came here, but you can't have Meth without Red Man. And Red Man was in here as well. So you got those two in the tag team. I, I, I can't tell you how really awesome this game is to this day. Like, I, I own the Fight for New York game for the PSP. And I still own my PSP. That, that, that some of this should still be working. I still should be able to play that game on there. It is just that damn good. Um... So you also have Scarface in here, legendary Scarface in here as well. Uh, YC uh, was on here as well, who uh, I believe was with the West Side Connection with, um, wasn't that an Ice Cube? Uh, that was an Ice Cube. Yeah, Ice Cube and Mac-10 um, was the West Side Connection in there. So he was in here as well. Uh, I think E-40 was in here too, but you also had 
like a number of fictitious characters as well. And uh, what was the total of this in here? Um, how many characters? About 46 characters. That was the other thing that was so awesome about this game. You had 46 characters in total, not only just from, not only just uh, included in the, um, you know, from the hip hop world, but just fictitious world as well. So it created a lot of different, you know, forms of replay value in here. Japanese rapper Debo and S word appeared exclusively uh, in the game's Japanese release as well. So I want to point that out as well. I never heard of those cats, but you know, respectfully, they needed some Japanese influence as well. So I would have loved to have seen those guys in there, but this game just had virtually almost everything. Now I say almost because again, that creative aspect, the creative suite would have been so great for this, but instead it was, it, it didn't take away from the fact that this game was awesome. The move sets were just over the top. They were able to do some really cool moves that were just in like, if you really did these moves in actual wrestling, people will be, it would be considered murder. <laughs> they were over the top cartoony, but they were so awesome. And only Aki can do this because the Aki engine still to this day is the perfect engine you could not do so they had a lot of the elements of what they put into the like the no mercy game the virtual uh the virtual uh all pro wrestling uh games from japan you got to see a lot of that in there um from different characters so they they were able to utilize a lot of what they had from all these other games and conform them and create into something totally you know significant of its own with this in here as well so i've really enjoyed this game and it's because of people and legends like dmx who is no longer here that we need to have something we need to have this remaster we got all these reboots and remastered games in here why not bring this back people have been aching for this to come back for so long and for what i understand and what i've witnessed is that you got def jam for some reason i don't know who's handling the social the media aspect of them on Twitter, but that person needs to be removed because they keep teasing and trolling the idea of this game coming back and nothing's coming. I remember they show pictures of Def Jam Vendetta and they, and I've heard they do this. This is not the first time they've done this, but they, they constantly do stuff like, like, come on, you're a, you're a major, major brand in the world of hip hop and you using your social media platform to troll people. It's really unprofessional. It's really stupid in my opinion to do that and to get fans to get all riled up and hype like something's gonna come and then nothing ends up coming from this point. And that was months ago when I, like literally last year, when uh, when I saw that tweet and, 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 and they're doing it and got people all revved up and saying, stay tuned for the next day because we're about to make an announcement and nothing ever really came. What are you thinking? What the hell are you guys thinking? Like this game is near and dear to a lot of people, especially hip hop heads out there. And then video game gamers in general, this game has so much. I mean, the, the gameplay aspects of it was really cool too. I mean, it was nothing really major. They had tag team matches. They had uh, fatal four way matches and stuff like that. And, but then the story mode was just so good. The only thing I, the only thing I didn't like about this is that they didn't allow like a new game plus mode to, for you to replay the mode again. Like you would have to erase your progress in order to play the game all over again. So that was my only 
that was the only pet peeve. And I mean, that was a bigger pet peeve to me than them not having the replay mode, uh, the, um, the, the creative suite, I should say. Uh, other than that, it, the game was just so solid. It was extremely solid. The performances were solid. It was sticky. Uh, sticky fingers. I could have sworn he was in here, but uh, I guess he wasn't. He was on the second one. He was on the second one, which we'll talk about right now. Uh, you know, like about a year later, they came out with the sequel, Fife in New York. Same engine, Aki. Put it. It's one of. In fact, Fife in New York can be considered one of Aki's last games that they put together. And th what they did with this one is that yeah, they they not only made this 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 was more of a this one was more of a hybrid fighter. It, whereas the last one was mostly heavily pro, pro wrestling um, based. This one was not. And by the way, I forgot to mention that they also had female fighters on the first one, too. Um, Christina Milian was able to play in there. I could have sworn that the original had. Uh, let me see, because I could have sworn that the original had um, female fighters as well here including that of um like little kim or some other because i knew there was a there was a spot in there there was a game in here there was a little moment in the game in the first game in De in vendetta where if you no that's what it was it wasn't it didn't have actual um it didn't have actual known female fighters other than christine and miliana here what it had was four different girls and there was a section where if you're if your fighter can pick your fighters in a club and you can pick between like I guess three or four different types of women. If you won the if you won the match, you kind of uh, you 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 got to get with the hot chick. If you lost the match, you kind of get with the not so hot chick <laughs> in there. You know the chicken head, if if you will, I guess they would call it in there, and that would be a thing. But you can also play as those. Um, female fighters as well in here and that was kind of the little joke part of that game but then you get to fight for new york and like i said they changed everything around it they added the roster was bigger this time around but it was more instead of it was less pro wrestling um based and more street fighter or mma based as well because you had stages where um they had cage match stages in here they had octagon uh fight cage uh stages in here as well you didn't win by pinfall this time around you won by just kind of clearly knocking the person out in this case and this they, they took it up they took it up even further here so this in this game they had and, and, and the premise of this one too is that dmob was just it took place strictly right after everything that happened on the first game but this time dmob is kind of the protagonist in here and he's going up against the bigger antagonist which is crow crow played by snoop dogg who's not himself he's a whole new character whereas everybody else in the game is themselves um but it worked out it played up to really well in here and then so you got d mob's crew going up against crow's crew d mob and in this game like i said it was bigger it was better uh in, in a lot of ways the roster this time was 67 uh playable characters in here which included real life hip hop artists and signed Def Damned uh, talent amongst others. So in this one, again, Capone and Nori was on here again. I didn't mention Nori was in the last one. Um, Comp, which was a guy that I, unfortunately we never seen anymore. <laughs> 
or I think he was like a fictitious, uh, you know, uh, player here. Um, D mob was in here. Eric sermon was in this one. So that was awesome. Eric sermon, the green eye bandit. <laughs> it was in this one. Eric sermon, by the way, again, if you're a young hip hop, you know, cat, you got to know who Eric sermon is. Eric sermon is one of the greatest hip hop producers of all time. A uh, member of EPMD, you know, Eric and Paris making dollars. And let me tell you, man, those two together was awesome. Those two separate, Eric Sermon was the dude. Paris needed Eric Sermon. This was the clear case of Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Paris and Marty Jannetty in this case. And if you're a hip hop fan and a wrestling fan, you know that reference. You know what I'm talking about right there. But Eric Sermon, not only like went on to like create really awesome albums for himself he started making awesome albums for other people he created the hit squad um you know it's it just oh so great so so great Flav was in this flavor Flav was in this awesome you got this is the game where freeway came in and i i, I love freeway man I, I was looking so forward to this man my man who lives in my neck of the woods here in Philly, he lived in North Philly and he spoke about his songs was about North Philly lifestyle. And he was one of Rockefeller's Jay-Z's latest acquisitions. And he came out with this fire album, fire first album. And then we ain't hear from him since. I'm like, come on, man. Like, and you hear his songs in the game as well. Some of his, some of his best songs is in here as well. Ghostface is back on here. This time we had some new people here. Henry Rollins, actually Henry Rollins might've been in the last one, but he was never a playable character, if I'm correct. So he was, I think he was in the game as a trainer, but uh, in here, he's a playable character. And I think he's also a trainer here, but Henry Rollins, who you all know is like part of rock and roll's best in the nineties. This dude was, he was no joke. He was a, he was a really, really particular cat. Um, activist as well so i mean like respect that he was in this game the fact that he was in this game amongst all those people tell you how much respect henry rollins was to a lot of people as well uh joe button was back on here as well Ludacris was back on here memphis bleak we know who he is i mean like another rock another rock dude in here uh so you know memphis bleak was in here method man was back nori was back red man was back scarface back sticky fingers was a big deal in this game sticky like for those who don't know sticky fingers the, like the prominent member of onyx onyx in the 90s was gas was was a fire to gasoline in terms of how hot they were in the hip-hop industry at the time they were so influential and it's so in a certain case that just listening to their music would drive people to insanity i'm not joking because i was one of those people like when i used to be in high school and listen to onyx i mean my adrenaline is pumping right now like i i i had a i i, I used to be a cat with a bad attitude back in high school and boy did i get into some fights and listening to onyx did not help one bit and it was so to the point that my mother and i would have arguments about me listening to that music i love you mom sorry <laughs> <laughs> rest in peace i am so sorry but like onyx i mean just hearing through I, like you wouldn't it would be so con it was controversial back then to hear their music it'll probably be even more now like throw your guns in the air and slam 
like mosh pit hip hop music. It was just if like who needed who needed drugs and cocaine? You can listen to music alone and just go wild and wild it out. But Sticky played to his he, he played to his his um his his persona. And also, you know that Sticky Fingers later on ended up becoming the television version of Blade as well. So his career kind of moved on to becoming an actor and a producer and a record producer and all that stuff. And oh man, this dude, he was just, he was just awesome. But the prominent character of Def Jam New York, like when you got up to the part where you had to face Sticky and you get to this part where like, he puts everything in fire and your whole entire ring is an inferno match. This dude will get you pumped. I, you, I, look, if you guys never played this game before, but you heard about this game, go on YouTube. I guarantee you the story mode is on air. You got to watch the part where Sticky is in it because he he's a prominent person throughout this whole entire thing. He's part of D-Bob's crew for the time being. And then it's just, it gets crazy from there. Uh, Crow's side, you had baby Chris, another cat that like, you really don't see nowadays, <laughs> you know, in the industry, he was like, I, I want to say he's a one hit wonder, but you, you don't see him anymore. David Banner, another awesome uh, hip hop producer was on here as well. He kind of looked like the incredible Hulk cause he had to cut off jeans as well. Like the incredible Hulk just went into Hulk mode and all this stuff. Um, a character named bless. You had bone crusher. Bone crusher is another one. That was like, like Freeway was going to be in, you know, he was looking to be bigger. He had a really hot, you know, song uh, when it came out called Never Scared. And we haven't seen anything from him after that. Bubba Sparks, another cat that we seen. He was in, uh, he came out with um, Deliverance, uh, Ugly, and and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Miss New Booty, you know, stuff like that. And he was being pushed, man. He was being pushed hard. You haven't seen him again. My dude, one of my greatest of all time made it into the second game buster rhymes he played a character named magic which was like crow's like right hand man dude oh buster's another one buster is they brought it here but buster it was no joke in this game you also had legends just around the hip-hop world in general crazy legs people crazy legs is not a hip-hop artist but he's an old school b-boy a puerto rican cat from the old school like you talk about break dancing he was the epitome of it. Like you could see him on like B Street and other, you know, movies like that. He was from the Rocksteady crew. This is the part of hip hop I miss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's crazy. You also had, they also brought in the reggae world too. You had Elephant Man in here. He is legend in the Jamaican, uh, you know, rhythm <laughs> world of, of uh, reggae as well. I mean, like you have Family in here, uh, who's it? Fat Joe, legend as well in here. Uh, you had the dude Havoc. Uh, from Prodigy in here, uh, rest in peace to him. Um, man, halfway crooks. What? Ah, oh, Mob Deep. You can't, you can't get any better than that. Ice T was on here, of course, as well. Uh, you can't have a game without having a legend. Uh, Lil Flip was in here. Lil Flip. I wouldn't say Lil Flip is a one-hit wonder, but he had a lot of deals. Mac Ten also. He had a lot of great songs as well uh, with the West Side Connection um, and his own singles. Okay. This was my flip right here. Omar Epps. I believe Omar Epps was in both games. I No, he wasn't just in this. I never understood the tie-in with Omar Epps. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I know he was in Juice. But, dude, he went on to be on House. And I learned it. So I didn't understand. Like, he was never, like, the dude who came off, like, 
Tupac, where he was gangster or like any other cat. He was the dude that like had to survive the hood. He wasn't like a dominating dude, but you know, Omar Epps is that dude. So I, I didn't mind it. I'm like, okay, Omar Epps is in the game. Okay. You got Prodigy from Mob Deep as well. That was on here. So you had both cats from Mob Deep in here. Oh, Prodigy, not Havoc didn't die. I'm sorry. Uh, rest in peace to Prodigy. Prodigy was the one that passed away um unfortunately in here so um but prodigy is in here as well again another reason why i would love to see this back because i mean yeah you could say you want a new def jam vendetta but these guys were kind of the mount rushmore of hip-hop and i know we give them praise to a lot of the new cast today but man these guys laid the groundwork i mean they laid the groundwork so thick that uh, yeah there's some good songs out there today but there were a lot of you know songs that weren't on there you know that that you can't like the songs back then i'm sorry i may sound old here but i would challenge a lot of the new songs today to be as good as the songs that we had yesterday i mean like it, some of the, it's just i feel like the songs today are just scraps of scraps left of what was used from back in the day and they're trying to refurbish what was done in hip-hop but it can't so we also had sean paul on here as well of course another still relevant today you see them in a, uh, the cheetos commercial with um mila Kunis and ashton kirsch uh here he's still rocking it out today slick rick the greatest of all time on here see this like like i said cast like that trey danny treo was in here as well it's almost like you know we love treo <laughs> we love danny treo warren g another cat that was uh connected with uh nate dog and snoop dog and all that stuff cousin of snoop as well and then exhibit was in here as well so you had a lot of great talent in here carmen electra uh little kim was in here um kimora lee was in here as well i mean geez kimora lee of course she was hooked with def jam at the time at the time she was also um connected she was married to russell simmons in here who was at the time was the dude with um you know with he was the guy behind def jam uh carmen electra is in here as well and then you had a whole bunch of other people i mean folks you can't go wrong with this whole entire roster man it was just absolutely unbelievable and somehow some way we need this back i don't know if it's because aki is no longer there and since sophia's taken over i don't know who has the license or the rights to be able to which i'm assuming is going to be ea in this case who should have the rights to be able to bring this back i don't understand why they don't bring this back this is money this is instant money not only for like just the nostalgic old school fans like myself but for new fans to be able to see that how awesome the aki engine was in accordance to how awesome these characters was in accordance to how this whole entire concept came together you know like I said, I'm glad at least I still have Def Jam Fight for New York to take over on a, on a PS Vita, uh, on a and PSP. But um, man, with all these stars, with all these legends leaving us now, I just mentioned like what, maybe two or three between the two games that are no longer with us. We need this game back. I would love to see this game back. I would love to be able to play as DMX again. I would love to be able to play as Prodigy from. Um, from mob from mob deep again you know what i'm saying i would love to be able to play as as buster he's still around but buster was bringing it sticky brought it i would love to see all of this so i don't know to what end that we need to bring this back but somehow some way we got to encourage ea to bring this back i don't understand what is doing it but man even if it's just one of the two as long as it's not icon <laughs> because icon 
was the worst icon is when it came about when Aki left the company, you know, def defunct became sinful Sophia. And they were trying to figure out how to follow up with this game. And, you know, Def Jam icon was the worst of the bunch. And I mean that, and everybody mean it. This came out when the Xbox 360 came out and the uh, PlayStation 3 came out. And it was supposed to be like, it was supposed to provide game changing, you know, uh, gameplay. And um, it was supposed to provide a, a whole new story and everything. The story was not good. The gameplay was not good. They only had 29 playable characters in the game. It just didn't do it. It, it just, it, it, I, I feel bad for those who were in that game, but it just, it really did nothing to help. <laughs> it just told EA like, you can't just replace Aki. You can't replace that company because it just was work. It, it was met with a really, really, really bad reception. Really did. Um, it was just horrible. So let don't bring that game back. Bring back the first two. Whatever you need to bring back the first two, bring them back. We need it back badly. I'm just saying. Let's bring it. Let us bring it. So here's to it. And rest in peace to DMX. Um you know, he will be missed dearly, of course, and amongst and prodigy as well. And, you know, shout out and, 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 and much love to all the hip hop legends that grace this game and more. So let's see what happens. Let's hope that we'll get a surprise someday and see what happens. So, folks, that will do it for me. And this is the end of select start for the week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys get a chance to, uh, you know, enjoy this and everything that we're going to come out with, including for especially for the next few weeks. Because let me tell you, it's only going to get hotter from here. We got this week. <laughs> we got two more episodes left of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We got, a, uh, I think, three more episodes back of uh, Invincible. But to top it off, we're going to look back this week and count down to combat because we are just almost over a week away from the premiere of the reboot to Mortal Kombat. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look back at the original Mortal Kombat movie that came out from New Line Cinema back then. Uh, we're going to look back at that. Yeah, we're going to talk about Annihilation 2. And yeah, we're going to talk about the uh, YouTube series that they came out with. Like everything that was cinematic um, that, you know, that they came out with. And then, we're you know, in accordance with the recent games that they came out with from like Mortal Kombat 9 to 11. Because to me, that was, you know, you got to compare and contrast the movies that they came out with to that because Ed Boon came out with some full length feature type of experiences with those games. So we're going to count down all that and in the hype for the upcoming movie, which we'll be reviewing the week, you know, that week as well. So stay tuned for that. Um, so, you know, get ready. It's it's all coming. We're, we're going to come at you hard with all this stuff. So stay tuned for all that and much more, much more. And remember, coming in May, we're going to have back on the show um, our very own uh I was about to say Michelle Geller, <laughs> Amanda C. Miller, the voice of Baruto, the voice of Sailor Jupiter and the voice of uh, Joe from Kit Cosmic on Netflix. So we're going to have her back to talk about all the things that she's been doing uh, back uh, up to this point, you know, how she handled COVID and much, much more and, and her new uh, ventures into Georgia. That, that's got to be interesting at this point. So we're going to talk about all that and much, much more. So stay tuned for that. That's all coming. And who knows who else is coming to this show, but we got, we got people in the works. So, and who else 
repod breaks to me as well. So thank you all for being a part of this. If you are loving this, you can check it. You can check this episode out and more on talktimelive.com. You can also check out more on Spotify. If you want to subscribe and download, at least you can go to Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, and Pandora. They're all there. You can there's not one place you can find ACMG presents talk time live. So please continue to support us, support this gaming podcast, support the prime show, just support us and let us keep going. And I am enjoying this ride all day, every day. So folks, thank you. That'll do it for me on behalf of myself. This is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG presents talk time live. We are out of air. Take care, everybody. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.